Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the Rich Keith Show brought to you by East Coast Metal Roofing, the official roofing partner of the Boston Celtics. Act now. Save 10% during their winter work special. The Rich Keith Show. Here we go. You're now rocking with the Rich Keith Show on your radio. You hear the chronicles from a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports, and he's also a hashtag dork. And the father of two sweet daughters, the leader of your squad for you evening marauders and night commuters. Tune in and sit tight. Six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on the night's watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox, too. Doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now we've got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy. Welcome to a Wednesday night edition of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI, joined by Nick Fitzy Stevens. Fitzy, how are you, sir? Uh, Rich, never better by it. You sound never great. Never better. <laughs> you sound like a million dollars. I was going to say, you yeah. know what, actually, sound great, feeling great. Right. I just, I just was able to figure out the nice part about, you know, in addition to getting the COVID out of the way now so I can just enjoy the remainder of my winter. Sure, start your 2024 uh, off with a nice... Case of the coronavirus. It's my first one, too. You know, I can't wear my four-year badge any longer. Nope. So Take uh, it off. Yep. Nope. My my first Rona, now available from Playtime Press. Uh, nice thing is, like, getting it on New Year's Eve Eve yeah, that's it. was the equivalent of basically scoring before halftime and then coming out and then having it early into the new year, like, get it, scoring coming out of halftime as well. Yeah, the old, uh, the old double score. Bill Belichick, famous score. for the double score. Uh, Belichick yeah. is thrilled that I did this. It was like a <laughs> touchdown to Gronk before the half yep. and opening with a field goal. That's why they defer, because that, that happened so many times this year. They've been able to do the double score. Can I just tell you, I, they've done it so many times. I don't year. know. I would, I would have loved to have <laughs> deferred this as well. Yes, uh, that would have that been nice. But, uh, but yeah, well, get yeah. out of the way early. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. guess is the one lone positive. There we go. Uh, uh, well, there was one other positive. <laughs> You know, how many at-home tests did you did you take? Are you like, yeah, that's oh just... no, one. The goalpost one. One, you're like, boop, that's it. Yeah, double goalpost with thirty seconds. Yeah. That we got it. All right, guys, we got Fair we enough. got a winner. <laughs> this is it. I will. Someone show came in with a big giant grand prize bank check. I took photos with bikini models. It was great. Now is the whole family ripe with it, or are you kind we of are, away from everybody? Uh, we think one of the kids came home and yeah. brought it as a little extra bonus gift from Santa. We didn't test him. No, nope. um, but we made sure to test Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Good times. Sweet. We're on the men, baby. We're coming uh, off the COVID-19 reserve list just for you tonight. Just in time. You could uh, you could be on the Patriots uh, injury report. A couple of guys on there with the old illness. We'll get to that a little bit. Tread Brown. Yeah. I don't know why. what you want to call his illness, but it's something. Foxborough yeah, flu. You know, what I, you know, he's sick of being told what to do for $12 million a year. He doesn't like that. He's got he's to protect himself for next year because I'm sure there's going to be teams lining up to take him. Like, man, you were really committed last year to that team. You really gave it your all. We're going to yeah, give that, you all the money you want. You know, I, Hart and I were talking the other day on the uh, Six Rings. Well, he was doing most of the talking because I, I right. sounded even worse than this. But yep. um, there is no worse a year and no team 
that has proven the statisticals and next-gen uh, analytics of pro football focus, or pff, as we like to call yeah, it, pff. more fraudulent than this year. Because, one, they said Trent Brown was like the highest-graded tackle in football like three-quarters of the way through the season. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, something's off for that. And then did you see that they published a stat after Patriots-Bills that said Bailey Zappi had no turnover-worthy plays yes. in the game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I- uh, yeah, three I, actual, that's turnovers. funny. I saw him turn yeah. the ball over yeah. three times. Those are those are interceptions. He threw multiple interceptions uh, yeah. right there for us all to see. So, yeah, uh-huh. I don't really know what the hell they were talking about there. Uh, we will get plenty to the Patriots. There's always a, a new update to the Bill Belichick future. Uh, one of the national reporters talking about it, and we'll, uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But the Boston Celtics last night playing against the Oklahoma City Thunder, who I'll tell you, if you don't get a chance to see them very often, first of all, don't blame you. Uh, second of all, they're nasty. That is a good team, super young, right? Like, this is not a team that oh, yeah. uh, all their best players are 25 or younger. Like, mm-hmm. Shea Gilders Alexander is 25. He's an all-NBA player. He'll be getting MVP votes this year. He's, you, can, you can see he's why. He's the best player that people in the Northeast and most yeah. of the rest of America are not seeing on a regular basis. I, Definitely. That dude Sick. is smooth. <laughs> he's, he is uh, nasty. But the rest of their team, it's all like 20, 21, 22, 23-year-olds. And it's almost, in Oklahoma City, it's going to be kind of deja vu. They had Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. And they had those three guys when they were all super young. They made one finals, lost, and then they essentially had to like blow the whole team up. Guys, they traded Harden. The other guys walked, the whole thing. Now, I mean, these are all pretty high draft picks, whether it be Chet Holmgren, who still looks kind of freaky out there it looks like he's gonna snap at any moment I, he, do you want to talk about somebody who looks like a giraffe running backwards on the <laughs> nba court he just he has not put it all together yet if no. he does he too could be dangerous yeah oh yeah he could be good and you saw him you know he's a good passer he had some block yeah. shots and everything else but between him and Wembayama, i'm like man that they are so thin but I guess you can get away with it. You know, Kevin Durant's insanely thin. He's been oh. thin his whole career. Wemba Yama is from Pandora. He's not from Earth. <laughs> yeah, no, he is not from it's Earth. Odd. It is very, it is very odd. Very strange. But very like strange. top to bottom, they're super young. But they're they have the second best record in the uh Western Conference. Over the last like week or two, they've beaten Denver, Minnesota, the Clippers, the Celtics. Like they they've been on a crazy run. So I, I don't think it makes sense to, you know freak out the Celtics lost the game and they're 26 and 7 and Oklahoma City is a really really good opponent who knows this potentially could be a, a finals preview however once again when the Celtics lose a game you can really point to one quarter where they just let the whole thing slip away and it happens to be the third quarter more often than not and last night they give up 40 points they have no real answers and after having a halftime lead they let the whole thing slip away. Then Oklahoma City builds more of a lead in the fourth, up to 18, only for the Seas to chase them all the way down to within two, make it a crazy competitive game, those final few possessions. Yep. But they do lose the game. But uh, once again, to me, it's it's the big or the bad third quarter, which, which cost them. Okay, so two big takeaways from this game for me were, number one, again, Gilgis Alexander. Yeah. It's Gilgis, not Gilgis, Gilgis. Uh, Christian Fourier. <laughs> I heard Fourier just oh, he's absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to call him SGA because I can't do Gilgis Alexander. Alexander. Okay, that's all right. We're good. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, you've got blood all over the apron for butchering that one, Fourier. <laughs> but uh, number one, this kid, the, like, the, man, the word effortless 
is uh, almost yeah. too is almost smooth. Too much work is put in to describe the way he moves around the court. When he goes around somebody and just does those little floating left hand or right handed those uh, flip layups, he does. Yeah. Oh, I know. Hang him in the Louvre. That kid is so <laughs> yeah. good. And the terrifying thing, the big takeaway on, about the team overall, everyone, is get used to talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder as a potential finals team or a thorn in your team's championship dreams and or side because they've got about 27 first-round picks over the next couple of years. Not really, but I think it's like right, a right, dozen right, right. a dozen or so uh, to pair with this young team that's only going to improve over the next couple of seasons. So the dawning of the age of the Thunder is Upon us, and he was and a part two, of that. You go back to it real quick. He was uh, yep. he was with the Clippers his rookie year, and he was a part of the deal that got Paul George from the Thunder to the Clippers. Good deal. A lot of players in there, a lot of picks and things like that. And Paul George is really good. I think oh, yeah. he people trash on him to the point where he's actually kind of underrated. But mm-hmm. I mean, what could have been there? You know, he could have still been on the the Clippers. But either way, he's with a super young, talented, sick team in in Oklahoma City. But yeah, uh, takeaway number two was. Oh, takeaway number two is with all of the coaching talent and veteran minds that have been brought in to assist Joe Missoula in coaching the 2023-24 Celtics, who everyone believes has a legitimate shot at their 18th championship banner. Can one of the other guys, I don't care if it's Van Gundy uh, via Zoom, if it's (laughs) Charles Lee, if it's Sam Cassell, somebody has to stop letting Joe Missoula give the halftime speeches. It's because they're working. obviously yeah, whatever, whatever is, he's saying right, at the half right. sucks uh-huh. because this is maybe the worst third quarter team in the NBA right now. That is their bugaboo, their Waterloo. That is their death knell. Yeah. They suck so bad in the third quarter. Then they stage these furious comebacks and they have to expend so much energy doing so. They're not able to complete all of them. They're a better team than that to have all of these third quarters where whether the other team is monumentally better, on par or not, or an inferior talent. You can't give up 40 points no. in the third quarter of an no. NBA game. Just had no a, answers. Missoula was all fired up. You got, you got teed up. You got teed up there in the uh, in the third quarter. But uh, great night for Porzingis. He was nasty. And uh, Porzingis and Derek White really were the reasons why they had the lead in the first half. And I know Tatum finishes with 30 points. But this is another one where Jalen Brown killed him. Like Jalen Brown was 4 of 18 from the field. He was 0 of 8 from three. I'm sure Missoula was thrilled with every one of those attempts, but he was 0 for 8. He also turned it over four times. <laughs> so they couldn't overcome like a horrible game from from Jalen Brown. Like That's also another thing they came down to because they shot 15 of 40 from three, which is not... Terrible. That's 30... Per- no, yeah, 37, 37.5%. It's fine. Okay, it's NBA. It's league average. That's fine. Right. I mean, it's closer to 50% if you take out Jalen Brown. Like every, everybody else actually shot a pretty good percentage. You know, Derek White was five of nine. Uh, you know, Hauser came off the bench was two of three. So they they had a bunch yeah. of guys hitting their hitting their threes. But uh, no, I mean the Celtics had a nice little winning streak going after that mm-hmm. loss to Golden State, where they lost in overtime, really just to Steph Curry. Yep. And then they'd follow that up, and this is all during. You know, they play on Christmas, they play on New Year's Eve. Some bad teams along the way. You know, I mean Detroit and San Antonio were on that stretch, but the Detroit game. Other teams might have just laid down and died after Detroit got out to that big lead and was and you're like, all right, whatever. But nope, they came all the way back, stormed back, and won that game. Yep. Uh, they had a couple blowouts along the way, and then they lose to Oklahoma City. So they got a few nights off. They come back against Utah on Friday. But still, 26-7 and seven is the record for the Seas. So, I mean, they are – I still think they're the best team in basketball. You just – you got to sort of tip your cap to the Oklahoma City mm-hmm. Thunder. Like, that's a really good team right now, too.
That's a really good team that's going to be a good team and only, like I said, only going to improve over the next few years, let alone this season. Don't be surprised if they make some noise come May or June as well. But uh, as far as the individual players, how many how many nights this year have we said, wow, man, that's, without Porzingis and White, I mean, they're really help making sure the Celtics stay in these games. Yeah, they're all who led the charge. Oh, it was another pivotal block by Derek White. Or, wow, look at all the points Porzingis scored. Uh, Those guys have been really, really good. They've been they consistent. Been, yeah, yeah massive Jalen Brown has had a couple of really nice games recently he's looked much better in the past month I I would say than he has all season yet still for some reason it feels like you're not allowed to have multiple nights in a row where Brown and Tatum both have a good game no why Why? is that contractually prohibited or something like are we not allowed I don't know they can't do it you're right uh, they are on pace I believe for like 64 wins now 64 65 wins do they get 60 wins you think they hit that number I think yeah. so too. I think I think they do. Sixty one. I'll I'll go sixty one and twenty one. Yeah, I could see that, which would be uh, pretty great. Of course, the 08 team won sixty six games the first year with with Kevin Garnett. But we're starting Celtics here. But we are going to quickly get to uh, the New England Patriots and a couple of things with the Pats. Bill Belichick's future, which now there's a new uh, layer to it, I guess, or a new uh, report out there that we can throw on the on the pile. Plus, all the different scenarios with their draft pick. Now we're not we're going to try to make it is. Simple as possible, but in the last game that's coming up this weekend, there's a lot of different uh, ways this thing could shake out, and so we'll get into all of those with your phone calls as well. 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on a Wednesday night. Right now, it's time for Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you a quick trending. The Celtics had their six-game winning streak snapped last night as the Oklahoma Thunder took the game 127-123. to Celtics were able to cut the lead to as few as two points in the final minutes of the game, but fell short of coming up with the win. Celtics back in action on Friday night when they'll host the Jazz at the TD Garden tip-off at 7 p.m. Bruins, however, left Ohio with the dub last night. They beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 4-1. Bruins' goals came from Van Riemsdyk, Frederick Keenan, and Shattenkirk. Bruins head home today as they get ready to host the Penguins tomorrow night at the Garden Puck Drop at 7 p.m. And the Patriots back on the practice field today as they continue to get ready for their final game of the season when they'll host the Jets at Gillette Stadium. Kickoff Sunday at 1 p.m. Miles Bryant and Trent Brown both absent from today's practice. Several other players on limited participation. Those names included Marcus Jones, Daniel Aquale, Christian Gonzalez, Matthew Judon, Riley Reef, Tyrone Wheatley, Calvin Anderson, Kendrick Bourne, Cole Strange, Connor McDermott, Ramondre Stevenson, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Jets quarterback Zach Wilson has not cleared concussion protocol for the third week in a row and will not play in Sunday's game. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Keefe Show coming right up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. It's a full tank program. Most programs the rest of the way, in fact, I'd say all programs up until Red Sox baseball will be of the full tank variety. So strap in six to ten. Yes, Fitzy, what do you got? Yes, uh, two, two matters of fact. Number one, on MLK Day, 
Uh, I thought perhaps that this would be a truncated version of the Rich Keefe Show with your old pal Fitzy, but instead, actually, on that particular day, you, sir, have the day off. Yes, I do. And uh, Andy Hart and I are doing the afternoon program. How do you like that? So, yes, I we really, have... Uh, I, I love it. It's a company holiday, so I will I will spend the day with my with my family, but... All the other show, there's Monday Night Football is a thing of the past. Thursday Night Football, a thing of the past. I know. So we're uh, we're rocking the full tank programs. Looking yeah, and to that. that was number one and number two. Since I have not had a chance to uh, converse with you uh, since yes. the, ho- the the great high holidays, mm-hmm. um, obviously you know the best present I got was th- this gift that the just coronavirus keeps on here. Yeah, uh, right. actually the best gift I got was an outdoor pizza oven. Oh, which I've used wow. multiple times Holy and cannot smokes. advocate for enough. That's incredible. For the dad, the tail, a dude. I'm gonna yeah, tell you, that sounds tell- nice. Game changer. I think Bluey's um, dad got one in one episode of Bluey, and I remember well, being like, well, "I should probably look into right, this." Bingo. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't It'd be get more it. like. The- Is it like portable? Yes. No. 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 Wow. It's a huge, giant, twenty-five thousand dollars <laughs> Sicilian stone pizza. <laughs> I'm like trying to imagine. It takes three days to cool down <laughs> in your backyard. That's awesome. No, Stiz. It's really like the size wow. of uh, just you can see here on Twitch. Like it's honestly just like shoulder to shoulder with like a little stovepipe up top. You can either do propane or wood pellets for it. Awesome. Absolutely phenomenal. A pizza cooks in ninety seconds, seventy-five seconds. They're amazing. Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, what was like the best that. gift you gentlemen got? Oh, man, I got a lot of good stuff. I would say, you know what, Stiz? This is a shameless promotion for me. I got a uh, a camera for my PS5, so I might start streaming some old video games there on the old YouTube channel. They can see my little, you see my stupid face while I like uh, little, play games. Like a nice 4K for streaming on the PS5? Yeah. yeah. Well, I got you a video game for Christmas, so you should start with that one. I'm looking forward to that. It's yep. January 3rd. Still haven't received Yeah, so the UPS is saying that the <laughs> truck got into an accident. I don't know. They're reshipping you, it today. Oh, hey, hey, Rich, can I just yeah. tell you, nobody gives greater <laughs> gifts as a producer of a radio show to his talent than Stiz Grimey. Let me take you back yeah. to Christmas Please do. 2018. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stanley and I are working with our good friend Maddie Blake right. on the Maddie and Nick show on uh, WAF RIP mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. both the show and the station. Correct. And Maddie Blake. There, that's a coincidence that they both went down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Totally. Uh, two things can be true at once. So Stiz engineered the gift of a lifetime for Maddie, who went to Salem State College in Massachusetts. He contacted their board of education. And said, uh, Maddie is an accomplished radio show host, actor, television host. It's always been his dream. He talks about the university so much. Is there anything we could do? Maybe give him his degree. They come in with an honorary degree for him and present him with a degree. Basically, his bachelor's was completed live wow. on air. Maddie broke down Started in crying. tears. Incredible. The gift of a lifetime. That is. You know what Stiz got me? <laughs> a bucket of steak tips. <laughs> hey, they were from the New Bridge. Steak tips? Okay. I mean, nothing like steak tips. A good steak tip? Yes. A, and not just like I one mean, or two. I got him a bucket of raw meat. Yeah, that's not a bad. A bucket of meat or <laughs> that's a diploma. Two meals. A diploma. All right. Well. <laughs> Have you seen the way my wife gets after steak? That was maybe, that was a supper that Christmas. No, but see that, because Nick is a cook, because I think that same year he got me my first cast iron skillet and like a legit knife. You know what I mean? I like, oh, oh, I got yeah, you your, your, your first Japanese carbon have. steel steak knife. Oh, yeah. Chef, that's uh, nice. Chef's knife, yeah. Yeah, you get your hands on that. You're, you're yeah. twice the chef already. So already that's nice. Yes. That's Once good. again, so an honorary degree. Yep. And a bucket of meat. That's not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> not too bad. <laughs> uh, to add to the Celtics conversation, I want to get to the, the latest with the uh, the Patriots. So this was yes. from Jeremy Fowler of the ESPN, I believe. Mm, yep. uh, quote, the roster, talking about the Patriots, the roster is a mess. 
The Robert Kraft-Belichick relationship has seemingly run its course, and a fresh start might do everyone some good. Assuming that's the case, this will probably be handled with nuance and could take some time to sort out. But some staff members are bracing for change and have begun examining outside opportunities out of necessity. Oh. So. Oh. Yeah. So now you're talking about, you know, once you realize this thing is over, there's a lot of coaches on this staff besides Bill Belichick, right? So mm-hmm. they got to figure out, all right, who's going to be the next guy? Would the next guy have me on the staff? Should I go grab a job somewhere else? Like you saw, well, it was a Ross Douglas who bolted for Syracuse. Sir- the wide receivers Syracuse. coach took a wide receivers coach job at yep. Syracuse. How is that a promotion? It's not. <laughs> I would assume worse. That's what I would have said. Lateral at best. But, yeah, so that's sort of a – because I feel like over the last couple of weeks, there's been like a little bit of a maybe Bill could be back kind of contingent, right? Like or, been or a lot of it. A lot of it, right? And like, and not just from, you know, fans and idiots like us. It's it's also been from people tied in with the team that are like, well, I, I know like the reports were that he was gone, but maybe that was the decision, but that, that decision could change. And so there's been a lot of talk about that. But then this kind of goes the other way and is like, yeah, they're going to they're gonna figure out how they do it. Like, the parting of ways is going to, I guess, uh, be handled with nuance in uh, Fowler's words. But also, if everybody else on the staff is like, oh, this, is, this isn't this is going anywhere. I better find another job soon. That's, I would say, a, uh, a, a sign that this thing is coming to an end. Oh, like, for first lifeboats off the Titanic, like, yeah. on impact. It's not even like, I'm going to wait and find out if we still have hull integrity. Like, mm-hmm. see you suckers later. I'm going right. to Iceland. Yep. <laughs> see ya. So yeah. I mean, just sort of add that to the uh, to the conversation, and you know, because I think one of the other really fascinating aspects of the off season with Belichick, which is going to be one of the biggest stories in the NFL in the off season. Oh, top top five, probably. Top five, I mean, minimum. It's number one for us, but even nationally, it's got to be close. I think what the Bears do with the number one pick and therefore with Justin top. Fields is a massive story. Top five, but I mean, Bill Belichick, not because it's not like. I don't think anybody thinks Bill Belichick's going to retire. So it's either they make the decision to keep him or Bill Belichick is coaching on another team next year. Like, that's right. massive. Right. I mean, obviously, whoever wins the Super Bowl and the fallout yeah, thereafter, right. what happens with Belichick? Um, Does Travis Kelsey retire? Like, I was just going to say, yeah. I was going to say when Taylor Swift leaves Kelsey for Andy <laughs> Reid. Uh, <laughs> but, like, both Kelseys could retire. I don't know. That, that's, like, a little bit Which lower, sh- but still. Yeah. They could. Which they should. Could we have 10? Um, you know, not to give a sneak peek ahead to the grab bag, which, by the way, I saw in the back room when I was talking to stats and research. Holy smokes, loaded. it is loaded tonight. Oh, yeah, not overflowing. Miss like a good stocking on uh, Christmas morning. It is overflowing. Yeah. Oh, just as spilling out everywhere. But, but like, the, uh, this, dra- if, this, if, if, if it's yeah. Gerard Mayo, um, how many yeah. guys does he keep on the staff? How many guys does he say goodbye to? And that's still if it's Gerard Mayo. There's a lot circling with him. And if it is Gerard Mayo... The first question you have to ask, or the biggest question asked, will be: Does he hold on? Does he retain Steve Belichick, and Steve gets full defensive coordinator? Right, and is because I think so. Because I think they actually been working together in in symphony these last couple of years. Like, yeah, I, don't, I think they got a thing going on there. I think their relationship is probably fine. There's clearly some sort of either snitch or uh, something in there that put out that story about Gerard Mayo rubbing people the wrong way. That's been see the thing is that's not new, that like I've heard that from mm-hmm. 
for weeks down at the stadium from people that asked to remain anonymous. So, but that's my point. So, sat on it, but but at least Bedard had to be the one who's like, oh, you know, here's what I've heard. Well, and Breer had it too, right? I think they both. Yeah, Breer had it previously. So it's not just Bedard. It's been people. Oh, no. Put it this way. People who speak to the other radio station have all come out and tried to gain clicks and reads. Yeah. Whereas everyone else has sort of heard it. But how, Rich, how could there possibly not be any sort of abrasion or, Mm -hmm. quote, rubbing of the wrong way if you've got a guy who used to play for the head coach and then the head coach brought him along as an assistant and whatever else and has been his mentor and tutor, if you will. And now this legacy head coach who's won more Super Bowls than any other NFL head coach in history now has to basically peer over his shoulder and see his former player and protege now being groomed as his replacement. Like, that's awkward. No, it is so awkward. There's going to be a little... But I hurt. think there's also a difference between, you know, Gerard Mayo bothering some people on how he's, you know, carrying himself, but then also for those people to then find a media member and tell on him. Right, like so. Say, Correct. say I can't stand something that Andy Hart does. Right, every Tuesday and Thursday, something I can't stand with Andy Hart. That's mm-hmm. one thing, right? You work with somebody, you're not going to agree or disagree or whatever with all these different things. But then I go and run to tell somebody and be like, "Hey, you didn't hear it from me, but Andy Hart's a real pain in the ass." Like, right? Because so, like, I agree with you. I think Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo, just from the clearly from the outside, just everything that I've sort of seen, and I think. Their relationship is probably fine. People probably think that's the one with the most friction. I think it's probably fine. And uh, so I don't think he is the source of it. But somebody is. And is it, you know, somebody who's pretty high up and is like a peer with Mayo? Is it somebody that's Mm. way down the ladder that you're like, who cares? That person's going to be gone anyway next year. But it'll be pretty telling if Gerard Mayo is the head coach at the end of the year and then he cuts the staff like in half and it's like like all like all different people in there because i i'll tell you what as a patriots fan the idea of Gerard Mayo as the head coach and Steve Belichick as the D coordinator and Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator terrible that sounds terrible uh, i need i need much more of an overhaul than that oh okay uh I think between the two, I would prefer a new offensive coordinator because I'm very happy with how the defense has <laughs> performed. The offense is the worst in the NFL. The, the offense is definitely one of the worst <laughs> yes. these eyes have ever seen. Correct. And if if Bill O'Brien were to return, let's say, as offensive coordinator, and I'm not even sure he would want to, he may want a fresh start somewhere else. Like, True. I came back, I tried. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Robert. It's been fun. He'll get employed somewhere else. His resume is long enough. His accomplishment and accomplishments and experience are enough that he'll get a job, college or pros, yeah. elsewhere. But... Uh, if I could pick one thing that's got to be new, like Mayo's back, you only get to pick one new something. It has to be a new GM slash director of player pro personnel. Yes. Whatever. Like, yeah, no, that's It's got to be a new picker of the players. Yes, yes please. That is, that is imperative. All right, let's go to the phones on this. 617-779-7937 is the number to jump aboard. Let's start off with TJ in Connecticut. What's going on, TJ? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, I'm uh, listen, so... So here's my thought. So Belichick is going to pull out this card. He's going to be like, look, this is what my wins have been. These are the rings that I have brought to you. I am after one thing. I want to have the most wins in my career. And I think he's going to stay the Patriots quarterback. I mean, coach next year. They're going to come up with... Just because they want the with, wins? Yeah, but TJ, he's he's not that close. Like, I don't think he's even going to... He wouldn't get it next year, even if they were decent next year. Like, you got to commit to this guy for a couple of years. And isn't that the worst reason to keep him? 
It is. Okay. It is. Well, okay, let me, let me put it to you this way. I'm the outsider looking in because I've been watching the Patriots for 20-plus years. Nice. He's the greatest thing on the planet. Yep. The problem with the Patriots fan base is that mm-hmm. that's what they're used to. And then when that system fails, they need to point the finger at that person. And that person is Belichick. But I don't think he's going anywhere next year. I don't. Well, it's funny, TJ, that it is really split. Like, there are people who are adamant that he's the best guy for the job and he should stay. There are people who are adamant that, you know, his time is up and he should be gone. And it's funny just, you know, whether it's people calling into the show, the text line that we read, or people jumping in on Twitter, Mm -hmm. everybody is so 100% sure that their side is the right side. It's kind of hilarious. Like, like, he's not going anywhere. You're an idiot. You obviously haven't been paying attention. That's right. Like, all right. Like, I, I think... I want him fired. He should have been gone when he let Brady leave four friggin' years ago. Like, each side is just, like, dug in. Welcome to politics in America done New England Patriots style. It is, but it's also, I know the the details are different, but it's deja vu to Tom Brady. And I remember we even had a board in this studio, and every single host and producer in here had to say, is he going to be back or is he gone? And it was 50-50. Like, I forget who was on which side, except I was right, but I forget everybody else. But it was 50-50, and people were, like, pretty dead set. Like, he could never play for somebody else. And it's like, well, then why did he make sure he couldn't get franchised? And you're like, well, like, you know, whatever. They'll, they'll figure it out. They always do. And so there was, like, a good back and forth for several months. And then ultimately, the strangest thing of all time, Tom Brady playing for the Bucks. I still think Tom Brady playing for the Bucks is going to be a weirder visual than Bill Belichick wearing another uniform because or another hoodie because we've seen Belichick already do that right we've seen Bel you could pull Belichick is actually coached for like seven different teams or whatever if you mm-hmm. talk about like all his like assistant jobs and internships and, and everything else don't get me wrong it'll be strange after twenty three years but not I don't think like the Brady thing uh, you know what it is though it's become it's that a third of his life since he's about to be seventy two and he's been here twenty four years so literally a third of his life. He's been with the Patriots all of his best days, his best games, all of his winning. Yeah. He is now synonymous. And well, once Brady Tom was Brady here for left, half his life. Once Tom Brady left, uh, as weird as Brady in the Buccaneers uniform was, uh, like Belichick's been the star of Boston. He's been the biggest star in town, like on the Patriots, if yeah. not in Boston sports. One of the problems. So he's, for God's sakes, Am- I know. <laughs> for God's sakes, right. Amazon You're... put him on the friggin' yeah. promotional Correct. graphic a yeah. few weeks ago. That's how... Either that lacking in star power the team is. Or it's funny that the last the last call was something that we heard early in the season and even before the season started. There was a lot about that wins record. You know, it's the wins record until tonight. Like it really gone away because he's so far away from it. He hasn't really been, uh, you know, checking him off like we thought that there was a, a chance that he could do. And even if they were, you know, five hundred, it was going to take, I think, two and a half seasons roughly. Because nobody, nobody thought they were going to go you know, 12 and 5. So if you were chipping away like seven, eight wins a year, that's what it was going to take. But I'm not, I'm not keeping him for that. But people are definitely uh, adamant on uh, what he's going to be doing. Let's go to uh, Jay down in North Carolina. What's going on, Jay? Hey, guys. Uh, before I talk about the praise and condemnation of the referees, I put a plug in for Derek May. He's a hell of a quarterback. But anyways. Drake, uh, Drake, Drake, wait, Drake May? Drake May? Drake, Drake, I'm sorry. You all good. Me. Thank you. All good. If you got something on Derek May, let us know. <laughs> yeah, I'm all, I'm all about value. Any prospect <laughs> I want to hear about. Me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what do I, I have a, the, the NHL referees, 
You got four of them on the ice. You never see them. They never interfere with the play. And when they re- replay the penalties, they're generally correct. In the NFL, I, I still go back to that Saints Rams game where the guy was pass interference. He's got the ball. How all the eyes are on him. How could you miss it? And then with the Lions Cowboys game, they uh, they they dropped the ball and the guy scanned himself and the referee missed it. These yep. referees, there should be replays on the referees and scores kept. If the referees are chronically incompetent, then hold it against them. I mean, really. I'm with you, Jay. I think they should all be robots at this point. Like, I'm, I'm sick of the human referees. Although that Detroit-Dallas game was, like, Detroit was really trying to be a silly goose on that play. And I think that they, ended up. They pressed their luck, and the most ridiculous thing is not the fact that they kind of, like, tried to trick the refs and in the process trick themselves out of a two-point conversion, but rather when Dan... Uh, when Dan Campbell's given a second chance, he's like, nope, that's it, still going for it from the 20 or whatever it was. <laughs> I'm going for two, damn it. We said we were going for two. Like, we I have said a, we're change. going for two. Things change. Uh, no, he's, I think our last caller was talking about the play was uh, Nikel Col- uh, Roby Coleman was the defensive back who mauled, obliterated, murdered, accosted, assaulted, every every unfortunate term. For the way that he handled, uh, like the, the pass interference that he was guilty of, didn't yeah. get called for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the Saints end up like having to try a long field goal. They miss it, uh, or whatever. The Rams yeah, get yeah, the ball. Yeah. It cost that. No, it caught. It should have been Tom Brady's last Super Bowl in New England. Should have been Saints versus Patriots, not right. Rams versus right. Patriots. Hundred percent. There's not sure why he's calling today for that, but eh, it's kind I'll of an it. easy example to hold on to. And <laughs> I heard Warren Sharp recently mentioning that so many stupid penalties are way up this season. And he can't understand why the refs have made themselves more of a star this year. And if there was some secret memo that went out and said, hey, make all these dumb penalties a point of emphasis this year and make the game less fun. Oh, it's awful. It really is. All right, let's go to Tim and Nadick on Belichick. What do you got, Tim? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Not much. I I actually uh, I want Belichick to stay. Um, I just want to give him, have him give up more of his personnel duties. Uh, I still think as far as a, a coach in the scheming aspect, he is going to be better than, than anything we're probably going to bring in. Um, I, I mean, I know the, the Pats are, are, are forced to spend this coming year based on the, uh, the way the league has the salary cap rules. that They're going to have to spend, I think it's like at least $75 million this upcoming offseason. Mm-hmm. So, um, with a top five pick, you know, hopefully uh, uh, two or three, you know, if you, if you can't get one of the top two QBs, I'm hoping Marvin. No, we lost you there. It sounds like Marvin Harrison, which I would like. But uh, so, okay, a couple things there. Is uh, Bill Belichick going to give up player personnel control? I doubt it. I guess that maybe that could be a scenario, maybe a pipe dream for, for some. You still want him to coach. And then I would just ask, is he the best head coach to develop a rookie quarterback into a superstar? I would argue no. We just saw it firsthand. He took a rookie quarterback who had at least a decent enough rookie season and ruined the kid's career. Like, the guy sucks. And I don't know if he sucks as bad as he has seen, but Bill Belichick has been the head coach for that. He was in charge of Matt Patricia, Joe Judge getting there, then bringing back Bill O'Brien, all the stuff that was with him. I think – he is, I know he's a defensive guy, but as a head coach for 20-plus years, he is in charge of the entire football team, and for their offense to be as bad as it is, I don't have as much faith in Belichick as a lot of other people seem to still have. Yeah, I got to say, though, 
the mistake may have been the hubris therein bringing Matt Patricia and Joe Judge aboard when he got into the I'm just going to work with my friends and family portion of his coaching career. Yeah, not Because good. otherwise, A, you've got a guy who like broke a Mac Jones and did a miserable job there, but he was also uh, quite played quite a hand in developing the greatest quarterback of all time as well, and that wasn't just all Tom Brady's will and Charlie Weiss's play-calling magic either. Belichick, as Brady has told you time and again, was integral in his development and his growth process. But that was also 20 years ago. So that's why I, I'm I know, like, but you know, there's also different. like, yeah. how many random former Patriot quarterbacks are starting on any given Sunday now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I but those guys are all trash. Like, you, I don't want Garoppolo. I don't want Brissett. I don't want Hoyer. I don't want any Stidham. of those guys. St- I don't want Stidham. I don't I want, want Stidham. I don't, they, the Patriots could have played. They never even played them. They like The guy had all these opportunities yeah. to start. They're like, no, we got to stick with Cam Newton. Uh, yeah, Bill Belichick's future and uh, the latest from Jeremy Fowler saying that uh, staff members on the Patriots are, quote, bracing for change and have begun examining outside opportunities out of necessity. So we'll continue kicking that around here on a Would You Rather Wednesday, plus our bet du jour. We'll try to win some money coming up next here on WEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash WEEI And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI, Fitzy in the house on this Full Tang Wednesday. You can join us at 617-779-7937. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. Also, you can watch the program on Twitch. Just follow WEEI. Get all the shows from 6A all the way up until 10P. We'll get to the bet du jour here in just a moment, but let's grab uh, Chris on the Cape. He joins us next year on the program. What's up, Chris? Hey guys, I was so I was thinking I'm finally getting on board with Bill being gone, but I feel like there isn't a real good coach minus really Harbaugh with the kind of I guess stature to kind of take on the city. And then if that were to happen, we probably all know on the other side of it that we're probably going to do something terrible like beat the Jets this week and ruin our draft spot. So if that was the case, we got Harbaugh. Would it be feasible that we maybe take Fields from? over in Chicago, and then maybe try and go for Marvin Harrison? I mean, I, Listen, I don't hate this. I don't hate that scenario, Chris, mm. at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they lose, if they beat the Jets, it's going to hurt their draft position. We'll get into some of the scenarios that... When uh, they beat the Jets, not if. Uh, yeah, when they you. beat the they Jets. Are, they're definitely going to beat the Jets. Bill, are you kidding me? In a freaking snowstorm, your final, Patriots 5, Jets 3. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd feel... More confident in the Pats winning if Zach Wilson was the quarterback because they beat Zach Wilson all the time, every time, and they make him look even worse than he normally is. Uh, it's going to be Trevor Simeon uh, this weekend. Yep, big old Get Trevor out. Simeon. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought even like four weeks ago when everybody was celebrating the Steelers win, and they're like, I don't worry about the Steelers win, whatever. They're still going to pick like second. And I'm like, well, they're beating the Jets. I didn't know they're going to beat the Broncos, but they, they're going to beat the Jets. That's going to get them to five wins, and then you're sort of at the mercy of what everybody else is doing. But just before we get into like where they're going to be picking, what do you think of a Jim Harbaugh, Justin Fields, Marvin Harrison Jr. offseason? The former Michigan coach with two players yep. from Ohio State that he had to deal with that uh-huh. were thorns in his side and pains in his ass. Uh-huh. I love it. It'll never happen. <laughs> 
That seems like a that seems like a lot. What do you think Justin Never. Fields' uh, trade value is right now? Uh, so what was the story yesterday that they can get a second for him? Sounds about like right. A mid, like a mid round second. Like they're faced with a. You want to talk about if you think Patriots Nation is faced with a curious case with whether or not you should let the coach go. Oh, Chicago radio has got to be. Oh, it's got to be on fire because, A, the Bears have been super fun to watch ever since Fields came back from his thumb injury. The offense has been working to such a degree. Aberflus is probably, I imagine he's on side, you know, like team keep Fields. The only reason I can see why you would upgrade or supposedly upgrade to Caleb Williams is a reset of the rookie salary. That's it. The The highs of Justin Fields are like, looks like an MVP, but then some there's the lows, and you're awesome. like, ugh, you know, he throws these bad picks, and you're like, oh, this guy? But, yeah, some of his games have been uh, off the charts, so uh-huh. it's not as okay. simple as the, well, I know we just drafted Josh Rosen, but we're going to upgrade, and we're going to go get Kyler Murray, or, you know, some of those other ones where they give up on a, on a, on a rookie deal quarterback. He's been, he's been up and down, obviously, but the ups are, like, pretty enticing. More so, ups this year, though, and, Rich, if you compare him, let's say you trade the first overall pick, for like three threes, a two and a four, and you get well, all and of a that. One, pl- obviously, I mean, I'm sorry, three ones. See, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, like, like three threes. Yeah, COVID. blame the virus. COVID fog. Sorry. I got you. I got you. Three, three ones. Yeah, right, two right, and a right, four, right, right, right. Yep. And you already pick eleventh, so now you could possibly get a Malik Neighbors type of receiver to pay, or Roma Dunze from uh, Washington yeah. to pair with DJ Moore, DJ Moore, and Justin Fields and Cole Komet. And you can grab a tackle, and you and you're stockpiled for the future. And they've already got a bunch of first to, from last year's. I mean, come on now, like they like yeah. Because this is, is a, Caleb Williams and Drake May, like depending on who they like more, are they that much better than Justin Fields? No, not if you're uh, right not now, like to your no. point. Like if you're surrounding him with all that other stuff, yeah, probably not. All right, real quick, bet du jour, yep. which is the bet of the day. Uh, we're starting fresh. We gave out the records yesterday for 2023. We are moving on. It is a fresh season. How about a good start for me last night? I took over 41.5 points, rebounds, assists for John Morant. He obviously added up to 41. So that would be uh, a loss. Yeah. Uh, Andy, uh, you by a C. By, by one. Yep. By one. Could have been could have been an assist. Could have been a point. Could have been a board. Didn't matter. But, yep. He So I lost on that one. Andy Hart took Jalen Brown over. That did not happen. What is his loyalty to Jalen Brown? I don't know. He loves him. It's too you know, much. He's trying to, you know what it is? Stiz, he's just trying to prove a point. Yeah, I is. think you might be right. I know. He is. It's not working. He's losing. He and uh, Andy is a not back down type of guy. That's right. Yep. As Tom Petty once said. Um, and uh, Stiz with the over six and a half Al Horford points. That's right. on the board with right. the dumb. Big dumb. All right, hey, so Stiz, would have been nice if he had more than like seven. I know, but. I think you he know. literally had eight points. Yeah, but Al seven. Said, no, he had done. seven. No, he had seven. Yeah. Six and a half yeah. was the number. He yeah. hit the over. That's all you yeah. need. You, you, you need, need to hit the like over. Twelve points, the Celtics win, and we're talking a different That's story true. and singing a different tune today. So all right, so Stiz, you won. So let's have you go first here tonight. All right, I'm going to get a little crazy tonight. The Thunder in Atlanta taking on the Hawks. Hawks, uh, game starts about 45 minutes. Uh, Josh Giddy, first field goal, plus 550. First field goal for Josh Giddy. Getting yep. it out of the way. Giddy Let's up. Let's go. Giddy Let's up, get... cowboy. Hey, did, did you just call it the giddy up? Yeah, I don't know I, why I did uh, that. Oh my Something God. happened. Maybe I have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is there? Uh, are you start, start telling bad dad jokes on uh, the radio? You could have the latest variant, too. I have something going on. I'm going to go. The, yeah, yeah. I'll be. Uh, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, are they not even playing tonight? Oh, here we go. Houston Rockets minus four 
at home against the Brooklyn Nets. I've I've gone with Brooklyn at home before. They are lights out at home. Emi Udoka's squad is thirteen and five. They are three and twelve on the road. So they yeah. do not win much on the road, but at home they're very good. Taking on a whatever you know five hundred below five hundred Nets team. So I will take them to cover by four. Fitz, right. what do you got? I, too, to the association as well, just checking the final line to see if I could get maybe an update on it therein. The New York Knickerbockers mm-hmm. this evening will be taking on the Chicago Bulls. This just in, the Chicago Bulls stink. Not good. They got to trade Levine. Oh, it's down to 15 and a half. Perfect. I'll take it at 15 and a half. They recently acquired OG Ananobi from the Toronto Raptors. He shoots a lot of threes. The Bulls stink at defending the three. Give me OG Ananobi over 15 and a half points. Boom. There you go. Very good. And we are uh, off and running. One hour down, three hours to go. The Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. We've already talked uh, Celtics losing to the Thunder last night with a brutal third quarter. And Bill Belichick and the Patriots' future. So that's all on the board for you. But we got a bunch of Would You Rather Wednesday questions coming up next here on WEEI.